Welcome to a very special bonus episode of Bad Movie Date Night. I thought that I would have a cooler name for it since this is the second time we're trying to record this intro, but I did not come up with one. Fail. This bonus episode has the sole purpose of introducing our fans to the brand new ranking system for our podcast. Our top ten ranking system yeah so basically we realized that the definitive bad movie date night ranking list was broken because after a while we said wait a minute why is thanks killing all the way at the bottom of the list when it should be significantly higher because it's so bad right i was being facetious i know <laughs> our fans should know that we despise thanks killing at this Boo. point so what we've decided is that uh, if you like, if you agree with our opinions, and we're going to do our best to provide solid arguments for why we like and dislike movies in the future, and maybe you think Caitlin's opinion's better than mine, and maybe you think no, that my opinion is better than Caitlin's, who knows? But from now on, if you go to a journeyintofilm.com. You will see two individual top 10 bad movie lists from both Caitlin and myself. And as we go through episodes in the future, we're going to decide, does this movie belong on our list or does it not? And that's the best system that we've come up for. If anybody else has any ideas, tell us on Twitter or Instagram. Our or, B... M.D. Ranking list. Bad movie. Date night. Ranking list. Yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of a similar title to what we had before. I think Shorten we need a cooler. It. I think we need a cooler title. I thought shortening it was cooler. I mean, you with the way people abbreviate things these days, I guess. Yeah, it's hip. cooler. <laughs> so anyways, we're going to go through uh, both of our top tens and uh just say a little bit about why a movie belongs where it does on our list. And I see Caitlin has jotted down numbers next to hers, so her whole entire list has changed since we worked on these already. This is going to be a fun experiment. <laughs> and with that being said, Caitlin, why don't you kick us off and tell us what your number 10 is? All right. My number 10 pick for my ranking list is Valentine. Valentine is a fun Fun movie where five women are stalked by an unknown assailant while preparing for Valentine's Day. You're just going to give us the plot for it? You want me to tell you why it's number 10? Yeah, I mean, tell us why it's All number right. 10 on your list. It's number 10 because, I mean, it's great. It's great. Um, there's so many good death scenes. I think I really like death scenes in a movie. They're like the hot tub one. That one is so good. I love that. With Denise scene. Richards? Yeah, that was good. Um, 
So I, I, I enjoy a good death scene. So Valentine has lots of that. It also has kind of like a fun, like who's the killer mystery going on. And I enjoyed that about it. And I don't know, overall, like I'm a big fan. I could watch this every Valentine's Day and be a happy person. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is a normal Valentine movie for us. As it should be. All right. Well um, deserved. All right. What's your number 10? All right. My number 10 is uh, it partially on here just to poke fun at Kaylin a little bit, but it's Grease 2. That's. There's I mean, so many it's things. It's bad. It shouldn't be on your list. Well, yeah, it should be on our list because it's bad. There's so many things to love about this movie. One, the fact that they tried to make a sequel out of Grease. Two, Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> Three, there's a song about reproduction. <laughs> and in many ways, this film captures the grittiness of the original Grease stage show. And the fact that this movie flopped so hard that it derailed two sequels that eventually became High School Musical, I love it. Uh, and that's all I have to say about Grease 2. All right. Caitlin, take us to number nine. Number nine, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Okay. I don't need to say anything about this movie. Alien Clowns. Boom. That's why it's number nine. Turning people into cotton candy. Turning people into cotton candy. Also, the alien clown puppet show. Need I say more? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. that that's is, fun. That's so fun. I love it so much. Yeah. It's great. That was one of the original bad movies that triggered my interest. It's, it's phenomenal. Alien clowns, perfect. I agree. All right. Number nine for me. Cool World. The Ralph Bakshi-directed film featuring a baby Brad Pitt, Kim Basinger, and Gabriel Byrne. It's kind of a weird ripoff of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but also an adult version of it. And, like, hyper-sexualized, but then it also kind of becomes a kid's movie in the middle. <laughs> there are a lot of questions that I have about this movie. But it's so much fun to watch, and it's just entertaining. And also, visually, it is interesting to look at. Yeah. And that is probably the number one reason why it's on this list. That's great. All right. Number eight. Number eight, Urban Legend. A college student su suspects a series of bizarre deaths are connected to a certain urban legend. All right, this movie has one of the, I wish every day I could just forget this movie and rewatch it for the first time. That opening scene is just so unforeseen. It's phenomenal. I did not expect it. I thought this is our main character. It pulls a scream on you. It it's wonderful. Out of all of the 90s scream knockoffs, that is perhaps my favorite. I would rewatch it again and again and again. Great I movie. I also realized I don't know what we're going to do when we get to repeats. Yeah. Because you just announced one of mine, and I'm about to announce one of I yours. Already, you already did. Cool World. Oh, Cool World's on your list? Cool World's on my list. Okay. Well, I don't know what we'll do when we get there. 
but we'll, we'll figure, figure it, it out. out. Maybe we'll talk about why we like it instead. Yeah. I don't know. My number, which number are we on? We're on number eight. Oh, My right. number eight is Terror Vision. Dun, 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 I'm pretty dun, dun, convinced dun, dun, at this point vision. that this is a, this is supposed to be a horror comedy, which uh, longtime listeners will know that that's kind of an ongoing discussion that we're having. And we're ha- going to have a special sometime in September. Fingers crossed. But this movie's fun. It's got a lot of cool creature effects. Got Mary Warrenov, who is a favorite of ours at this point. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'll let Caitlin tell you a little bit more about it when the time comes. All right. What's your number seven? My number seven choice is the 1980s classic, New Year's Evil. New Year's Evil should be your new New Year's tradition. You should... Watch this film every New Year's. It's um, so during a New Year's Eve celebration, a Los Angeles disc jockey receives a phone call saying that when New Year's strikes in each time zone, someone will be murdered and she will be the last one. It's just over the top. Yeah, it is completely over the top. Bizarre. And I'm sad I've only seen this movie once in my life because I feel like it is well worth 500 watches. I'm voting to make this our new tradition for New Year's. I liked New Year's Evil more than Terror Train, so you yeah. don't have to convince me to do that. Or we could New just Year's. have like a like a marathon till midnight of all the New Year bad movies. That would be great. We need to complete our repertoire of holiday-themed bad movies. Yeah. Uh, eventually, pretty much we already watch bad movies year... I mean, horror movies year-round. And now we have, like, dedicated horror movies to watch. Yeah. But, I mean, we you know, we throw some rom-coms in there, too. We throw some rom-coms in there. I feel like there. we're more likely to watch a bad rom-com around Christmas time... Yeah. ...than, like, a horror one. Even though this year, we're going to definitely knock out some Silent Night, Deadly Night. I'm pumped. Yeah. A little teaser for you. Actually, I don't I don't have that on the schedule at all. I'm so used to us Nigel. just doing rom coms in December that I don't know, we'll have to figure out when we're gonna do that one. We're we got gotta watch it. Because I feel like we've set up a tradition at this point of only doing well, no, because we did Jack Frost last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know, we'll figure it out. Number seven for me is the dolls, nineteen eighty six. Had to specify that because there's technically another movie on our list that's dolls related. Came out in, I don't know, 2019 or something like that. I don't know. That one was horrible, and I wish that I could forget that I watched that. But The Dolls 1986, that's a fun movie. Directed by Stuart Gordon and produced by Brian Usna and um, Charles Band. It's a uh, family gets stranded on the side of the road end up at this castle and they're killer dolls all over the place. It's got some interesting effects. It's got people's eyes falling out of their head, people turning into dolls. That's a fun little twist. It's got a giant teddy bear that turns into a monstrous grizzly bear. That still kind of haunts my dreams. And one of the most annoying children 
in horror movies. Oh, more annoying than that one kid we just watched. Oh, definitely not more annoying oh. than House by the Cemetery. But she should win in a prize for being <laughs> uh, so annoying. Anyways, let's move on to number six. Number six for me is the 1992 film Cool World. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was much higher on my list. I feel like it deserves to be higher on your list because it, I mean, this, fight me, but it's better than Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Wow. those I are fight very me. controversial <laughs> words. Um, it's amazing. Uh, so when Jack finds himself behind bars, he found escape by creating Cool World, a cartoon series fe- fitch- featuring a vixen named Hollywood. The flesh proves weaker than ink, however, as Holly takes human form in Las Vegas. It's This movie is in insane wild i thought they did a great job with it it's a very good film and i liked the concept i couldn't follow most of the story absolutely but i liked the concept so i think it deserves to be much higher because was there was there a plot i i'm not sure but was there great creative art absolutely well, she wanted to um, she wanted to become a real person. Yeah, I guess. Is that the whole point of the movie? I don't know. It, I, yes, but also somehow sex is involved with that, so I, it gets weird. It's a weird movie. I if love you it. Haven't, if you haven't watched any of these movies, if you're just joining us for the first time, I highly recommend checking out Cool World because it's worth it. My number six is Urban Legend. So All right. Me, why, is it, why is it higher? Why is it higher? Because I think that there are a lot of, I get a lot of enjoyment out of 90s horror. Not a lot of people say, that's my favorite decade of horror. And I won't pick it as a favorite decade (laughs) of horror. But there's something comical to me about how everything was a Scream ripoff. You have Scream who's like, look, we're going to revitalize the slasher franchises. And... People say, yeah, we should do more of that. Let's do Urban Legend. That's basically, that's a fun little thing where they have Urban Legends, but not, they don't really follow through with it. And there's a lot of weird things that happen. Not only that, you get some fun Tara Reid action, you get some Jared Leto action, and you get some uh, nice scream time from What's-His-Face from Dawson's Creek and uh, Robert Englund. Yes, Robert Englund. That's who I was trying to think of. The it, teacher? Yeah, that's a great, great movie. All right. Give me your number five. All right, my number five, the 1983 film Sleepaway Camp. Angela Barker, a shy... Oh, Baker. Angela Baker, a shy, traumatized young girl, is sent to a summer camp with her cousin. Shortly after her arrival, anyone with sinister or less than honorable intentions towards her gets their commands. That's amazing. I'm sorry, what did you say? <laughs> what was that last word? <laughs> um this film well I no words. It produced sequels that will rock your world if you watch them. This movie I remember I remember the first time I watched this movie. That's how much of an impact it made in my life because I remember sitting there and being like, is this the greatest movie ever made? 
it might be. It has everything. 80s summer camp. It has phenomenal kills. It's got some of the best acting you'll ever see. And it's got the most bizarre sexual plot. Not even sexual plot. Just like sexual identity plot. I don't know. I don't know what to call it. I mean, it's your typical... I don't know if we really want to spoil it here, but <laughs> it's definitely worth watching. However, I will note the reason Sleepaway Camp didn't end up on my list, despite how great it is, is because two and three are significantly better than the first one. Fair enough. Uh, I forget who the girl is in uh, Sleepaway Camp 2 who plays Angela, but she is so much fun. Pamela Springsteen. She she's a riot. I want to be her best friend in real life. She takes that, you know, it just takes it in this hammy like direction <laughs> that is unnecessary. And the second one has these references to Jason and Freddy Krueger. And it's just it's stupid, but amazing. It's amazing. And we haven't talked about two or three yet, but they will definitely end up on here at some point. Oh, they better. All right, what number are we on? Are we on number five? All right, what's your number five pick? My number five is Blood Diner, <laughs> the 1987 remake of Bl- Hershen- the 1987 remake of Herschel Gordon Lewis's Blood Feast, directed by Jackie Kong. Recently got to see her talk about this movie on In Search of Darkness Part Two, and it was a lot of fun to listen to her. Because she knew exactly what kind of movie she was making, and she made that. This movie makes no sense. There's a brain in a jar. There's a weird cult thing. There are green zombies and vegetarians, and also the massacre of an entire aerobics class. And uh, all of that happens within the first, like, ten minutes. (laughs) It seems like I'm exaggerating, but this no, that's movie accurate. moves very quickly. It does. All right. Speaking of movies that don't really have a plot, I'm going to get to my number four pick. Do it. Spookies. Oh, man. My number four is also Spookies. What are the odds? That's. I think we have the same top four. Uh, no, because you have TerraVision and you're number two. Oh, that's true. Um. All right. Spookies, though. What was the what what is the plot what is the story Uh, here's how imdb summarizes it it's the 1986 film spookies a wicked sorcerer tries to sacrifice a group nigel listen to this description and tell me if you think this is accurate a wicked sorcerer tries to sacrifice a group of people inside his house with the intention of using their vitality to keep his wife alive i don't what i don't think he had to sacrifice them to keep his wife alive I, there are a lot of stretches in that <laughs> summary of this movie. That I would say if I had to summarize this movie, it was a movie about teenagers partying at a house. I mean, that's like the only real plot point in this film because everything beyond that, I can't explain it. Yeah, this uh, I'll give you the Cliff Notes version of this. This movie was originally supposed to be an Evil Dead ripoff called Twisted Souls. And at the last minute, the at the financer of the movie brought in a porn director to redo the whole movie. And so she 
filmed a bunch of new scenes and mashed them all together with the old scenes and made this disaster of a movie that every time we've watched it three times now and each time we watch it i'm just more and more flabbergasted that this movie exists (laughs) in that anyone could ever look at it and say yeah that's a pretty good movie (laughs) but my heart like breaks for the guy who actually wanted to develop this film yeah i feel bad for at least one of the two guys yeah because he he never really recovered from it and that's just really sad it was I mean, it, it's a great... I mean, I love and appreciate his film to this day, though. Despite yeah. it getting out of hand. There are a lot of very strange, more like this movies on uh, IMDb. More like Spookies? How yeah. could you even compare That's anything to Spookies? That's a rabbit hole that I cannot <laughs> go down right now. Kaylin, <laughs> give us uh, number three, because I know that we have the same number three. All right. My number three pick is the 1987 film Killer Workout. Two years ago, I... That's how the, the synopsis starts. Two years ago. Yeah. From what? I don't know. Just uh, two years ago. From 87 or <laughs> from... <laughs> A young woman named Valerie was burned after entering a tanning salon. Now, her twin sister, Rhonda, runs a local gym where all of a sudden people are being murdered. What? Did I miss something? Is that her twin sister? No. So Did she say it was her twin sister? No. Um, (laughs) What? So, first of all, IMDb is (laughs) peer-edited. In some ways. Well, who watched this movie and said, oh, that's her twin sister. That makes sense. I don't know. But uh, when I was listening to our podcast on this, well, I just recently edited this. So this episode should release tomorrow in relation to when we're recording this. Anyways, if you haven't listened to it yet, check it out. There are a lot of inaccuracies in the summary to this movie. All you need to know is that people are dying <laughs> at an aerobic studio. Literally, this movie takes place at an aerobic studio, and I think we get one scene at a house. Yeah. Maybe two scenes at a house, but not a lot. Yeah. And there's just a lot of weird things in it. Um, this was the third film from David A. Pryor, and I recently learned a little bit about him from watching The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs, and it made this movie so much better to me. But uh, the original title is called Robicide, which I think is a great title, and um, this we don't we have not visited this movie since we watched it the first time. And we need to. We need to. I love this I'm movie. I'm afraid to watch it without no. the margaritas. No. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh yeah, this has some fun kills, a plot that doesn't make any sense, lots of questions, the lots worst questions. detective in the entire world. And um, apparently David A. Pryor's and his brother Ted Pryor, who starred in the movie, well, his his brother Ted Pryor is a, is a fitness guy. Hmm. And so that's kind of like why that's a theme in okay. David Pryor's. Okay, a theme, Pryor's. I would say. Yeah. A main so component. I'll... Stop talking about that one and let you talk about your number two. All right. My number two pick is the 1986 movie Terror Vision. Terror Vision. Terror Vision. Okay. This movie is number two simply because it can't be number one. It has an amazing soundtrack. 
Um, let me read the synopsis. A family's new satellite TV system starts receiving signals from another planet, and soon it becomes the passageway to an alien world. I really appreciate that you've been reading the synopsis for all of your movies. I, I feel like I know, should have been doing the same thing. I feel like it's just helpful. But, um, okay, so this movie, best soundtrack, I mean, is so good. The song gets stuck in my head all the time. Um, I am so glad we own this movie now. It was out of print. Is it still out of print? Do you know? It's still technically out of print, but you can find it pretty affordable. Uh, it comes in a double pack with the video dead, which we have watched, but we have not talked about yet. Yeah. And the video dead is very bad, whereas Terrorvision is fun bad. Oh, Terrorvision is phenomenal. Again, it has one of our favorite um, actresses in it, um, Mary Warnoff. Warnoff. Um, she's she's great. Um, I love her and and everything. Um, but yeah, so it was, <laughs> it was a movie that made a lot of choices and I loved every choice it made. There were, that's a very bizarre movie. It's look at her hair. I know. I love her hair. Oh my gosh. It has the girl from, uh, what's her name? Diane Frank. Yeah. Franklin. Frankel. Um, Frank Franklin. Diane Franklin. Yeah, Diane Franklin uh, from Better Off Dead, which is another bizarre movie, but also a lot better than Terrorvision in many ways. Oh, man. This movie was wild. Check it out. Yeah. It, it's actually worth watching just for the erotic swinger art on the wall of this house where this... Like, this whole movie was a choice. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, the artwork was a choice. The outfits were a choice. The hairstyle, the monster... It's like every choice was perfect, though. It's like every single character had to have some extreme character trait. Mm -hmm. And then they smashed them all together in this one family. And it does not make sense. No. Like these parents are openly swinging and talking to their children about it. It's weird. It's amazing. So my number two, probably the most well-known out of all of these movies is the 1995 erotic classic showgirls oh boy about a young drifter named nomi who goes to las vegas to become a dancer this movie is awesome it's directed by paul verhoeven starring an elizabeth berkeley who's trying to rid herself of her Saved by the bell, goody two-shoes nonsense. Why, Elizabeth Berkley? Why? You did so well. I'm so excited. It has Kyle MacLachlan for who knows what reason. I don't know, but he's great. Gina Gershon, uh, Robert Davi, who we just saw on Maniac Cop 2. Oh, Maniac It was Cop. written by Joe Esterhaus. This movie is wild and i finally there's a documentary that just came out that we have not watched yet called you don't know me clever because her character's name is Nomi. get it and <laughs> and i feel like this movie's finally starting to get the credit that it deserves it is very terrible in parts but in many ways i think it's the best movie on our list 
All right, you ready for some honorable mentions? Yeah, let's uh, let's throw out some honorable mentions. Y- did you want to say anything about Showgirls? I feel like it I- is one of my honorable mentions. I did put it on as an honorable mention because okay. I I do feel like it was had its moments to. I mean, I know I did like it. Okay, listen, I did like it, but it it was very long. Like it was a long movie. It's and two hours. I'm pretty sure other movies really are long. longer than that. Uh, it felt really long. And I think my favorite scene, though, has to be when they're like having sex and she's having a seizure or something. What is happening? She flopped around like a fish. But it's a 1995 film. Uh, Nomi, a young drifter, arrives in L.A. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. My bad. My bad. It's like you're not even listening I, to me right I now. I might have gotten a little distracted by another film, but um, no, listen. So, Showgirls was funny. I enjoyed it. It didn't make it on my list, though, because I just felt like I probably don't want to watch this movie again. <laughs> Oh, but we're going to. Oh, but I don't want to. <laughs> um. All right. I have another honorable mention. Why don't you go ahead and just do both of your honorable mentions, and then I'll, we'll get to mine. All right. Garbage Pail Kids. Garbage Pail Kids is hilarious. I don't think I would want to watch this one again either, though, because it is disgusting. Yeah, we watched this twice. Oh, that's too many times. Uh, 19... Uh, no, no. Did we watch it? Uh... I think we did watch it twice. Didn't we watch it with somebody, though, the second time? Maybe. I don't remember. Keep talking. Um, it's a 1987 film. Dodger must confront the struggles of life as he uh, is visited by the Garbage Pail Kids and in- intimidated by some older bullies. I mean, it's made to be like an after-school special, question mark. I don't know. Um, but it's also like really adult, but also adult, about children. But also about children. Um with childish humor. What's my favorite line from that movie? You do it so well. I don't find you pretty anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, dang, that's harsh. Um, After hanging out with the Garbage Pail Kids, he says to a pretty girl, <laughs> I don't find you pretty anymore. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think I could watch this movie again. It's, it's all about disgusting. It's, it's pretty disgusting. Gross. All right. So those are my honorable mentions. Well, my uh, I also have Garbage Pail Kids in my honorable mention. Um, I feel like if there are more songs in it, it would be on my list. Oh, my gosh. The the songs while they're working? Hilarious. Yeah. They say, like, we can do anything while working with each other. Yeah. I don't know. We can do anything working with each other. Yeah, that's pretty close. <laughs> it was pretty close. And there, again, another movie with a lot of questions. My second honorable mention is the 1999 remake of House on Haunted Hill. Why is this great? Jeffrey Rush. Why is it great? Uh, Jeffrey Combs. Why is it great? It is crazy. <gasps> Why don't we have any Jeffrey Combs movies on our list? Because we I haven't love watched him. any Jeffrey Combs movies for Re-animator. our Reanimator. We didn't watch Reanimator for the podcast. Ugh. I just forget. We just watch so many bad movies for fun that I forget. I mean, arguably, Reanimator is not a bad movie. It's though. not. <laughs> it's pretty wonderful. But do other people like it? I don't think so. Yeah. So House on Hot Hill is the closest Jeffrey Combs that we're going to get. And you don't even know it's Jeffrey Combs half the time. Yeah. The They tried to make the 1950s House on Haunted Hill 
more serious, more blood, more guts, doing a weird Jacob's Ladder head-twisting thing. And it weirdly works up until the end. And then you wonder how the two people are going to get off of the ledge of a cliff. And it's just, it's bizarre. Definitely worth the watch. And we're definitely going to watch the sequel to it at some point in the coming year. Caitlin, do you want to say our number one at the same time? Are you ready? One, two, three. Chopping Chopping Mall. Mall. That was less fun than I thought it was going to be. (laughs) Rude. All right. Chopping Mall might be the movie that kind of started it all for us. It is. So while it might not be, there are others that I feel like have, maybe I enjoy a little bit more than Chopping Mall at this point. No, I will rewatch Chopping Mall until the day that I die. This movie deserves to be watched minimum one time a year. Minimum. Yeah, we should watch this one more. I find, I mean, I come back to it a lot. Because it's amazing. It is amazing. It started everything for us. It's got a special place in our heart. Yes, it does. Um, it's got one of the best head explosions in a movie. Ever. After Scanners. It, you know, it also has... Um, uh, Barbara Crampton in it. And I really enjoy her. Yeah, we like Barbara Crampton. I do. Uh, we like John Trulesky. He was in Deathstalker 2. That was going to be an honorable mention. Yeah, Deathstalker. That was great. There's only one reason to like that movie. And, uh, you know, Kelly Maroney. She's pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Also, another one with Mary Warrenov in it. But yes. only a small part. Yes. Interestingly, playing a character that she played w- uh, in a movie with Paul Bartel, who's also in this, mm-hmm. called Eating Raul, which is a great movie. Great movie. Not bad. No. Like, when I say it's great, like, I'm not saying, like, oh, it's a great bad movie. Like, it's a great no. movie. It's a great film. All right. Chopping Mall. This 1986 film is about a group of young shopping mall employees that stay behind for a late night party in one of the stores when the mall goes on lockdown before they can get out the robot security system malfunctions and goes on a killing spree and you will love every minute of it yeah the tagline for the movie is where shopping costs you an arm and a leg (laughs) and for a movie called (laughs) chopping mall there is no chopping chopping no chopping of course (laughs) there's lots of clawing and laser shooting and um head explosions head explosions and it's got a fun little cameo from dick miller so definitely worth the watch love it yes but no it does have a special place in my heart and i am forever grateful that you show me this film because it developed my love for bad movies that are really just hidden gems waiting to be seen that's just like our uh our little intro thing that we used to do i know I should, I need to keep two on that. We'll get there eventually. Anyways, I feel like we both have set up a pretty solid top 10 list. I'll I know. be interested to see. I don't want to wanna see. take anything off. I, I don't either, but I think we've set a challenge for ourselves. Do we have to, to take find, it off? We got to take, I mean, it's a top 10. You can't keep making like a top 11. No, 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 no. But like, what if like, like for example, the most recent movie we watched, I don't want to add it to my top 10. No, well, that's we that's just okay. say that like it's okay. not on our top ten. All right, like, good, good. you know everything else, we'll just let the audience decide. Maybe it's on their top ten, and okay. that's fine. Who are we to tell people that couples retreat is <laughs> worse than chopping mall? Or I mean, that if you, they don't deserve to well, like it. Okay, well, we'll get there. 
I have lots of thoughts on it. I'm excited to record that episode with you right after this. Anyways, as always, you can check us out on Instagram and Twitter. You can support us on Patreon. Go ahead and uh, throw five bucks our way. Send us some coffee or we'll use the money for booze. And we can, uh, <laughs> so we can watch more bad movies. So we can watch more bad movies and make them very entertaining. Do we for only you. watch bad movies so that we can drink? I think <laughs> we've set up some kind of weird like <laughs> cycle that's probably self-destructive in the long run. Oh, but who no. knows? And uh, if you want some sweet T-shirts, go ahead over to T Public and check that out. Got some cool ones with our new podcast logo on there. Uh, got the Journey into Film logo on there. And uh, there's probably some other ones that I'm forgetting about. Anyways, thank you for listening. Hit that subscribe button. And as always, never let anyone tell you a film you enjoy is bad because they're probably wrong. Bye.